Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Lynn S. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Today is Thursday, February the 20th, 2019. We are reading from the big book in Bill's story. We are on page 11, the fourth paragraph. Had this power originated in him? Reading one paragraph only and commenting on that paragraph. Today's readers are The Twelve Steps, Toby K, Twelve Traditions, Mary G, and readers of the text, Maura Z, Katie G, and Naomi B. The share ID for yesterday, Wednesday, February the 27th, the 7 a.m. meeting, 12595, and the 10 a.m. meeting, 12597. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Toby Kay to read the 12 steps. Press star one, Toby. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, thank you. Thank you. Uh, step one, we, were, we admitted we were powerless over compulsive overeating, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine may direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continue to take personal moral inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge for his will for us and the and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, 
we try to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. I pass. Thank you, Toby Kay. And Mary G. will read the 12 traditions. Thank you. This is Mary G., uh, recovered in Rochester, New York, the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I'll pass. Thank you, Mary G. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'm sorry, I just reread the same thing. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book. We're on page 11, the fourth paragraph. Had this power originated in him? We're reading one paragraph and commenting on that paragraph. And Maura Z, could you please start for us? 
Good morning, Lynn Morazi. Recovered in Virginia. Had this power originated in him? Obviously, it had not. There had been no more power in him than there was in me in that minute. And this was none at all. Starting my timer. Three little sentences. Very true for me in my life. I had battled the food. I had battled the weight. I had battled misery, anger, resentment, fear my whole life. All, let's see, how old was I? 38 years, 39 years until I found OA. And I'd love to tell you that I stopped battling as soon as I found OA, but alas, that was not the case for me. Um, because it wasn't until 2014, 2013, 2014, that even though I had cracked this book before, I had not cracked it with someone in whom the problem had been solved. So until I had done that and came through the 12 steps in the order in which they're written in this book, I really had no access to a power greater than myself. There was no power. It had not originated in me. I was powerless completely over everything in my life. Food was a symptom, but I was clearly powerless over it. Tried every single diet in the world. You name it, I tried it. Whether it was free, whether it was pay for, whether it was pay and weigh, it didn't matter what it was. There was no power in me. Powerless. I was completely powerless. The power that I finally found came from a, a past source greater than me. I had looked for a power. I had tried. I did this and I did that. And I sought this. And I tried that. And there was a whole lot of I going on, which is another reason I could never solve it, because it wasn't ever meant for me to solve alone. This planet is filled with human beings, not one human being, billions of us, because we're supposed to work together to get things done. And that includes healing from many diseases. We go to doctors, we go to this, we go to that. For compulsive overeating, I go to God. And that's the power that I need every day. And I never had it inside myself. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Lynn. Thank you, Maura Z. The line is now open for sharing on what we just read. And if you have shared in the last couple of days, please uh, let somebody else speak up. Please say your name just once as it helps me hear everybody. Who would like to share? Katie G. Anybody else? Richard B. 
Dorita P. Lauren N. Leia S. Okay, I'll tell you our lineup. This is who I heard. Katie G, Richard B, Dorita P, Lauren N, and Leia S. Katie, could you start us off, please? Hi, Lynn, can I be heard? Yes, thank you. Sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G, recovered in Boston, and um just really appreciated the prior share. And um, yeah, me too. Like I spent my whole life not understanding that I have no power, no choice, and no control when I engage with the food. When I engage with food, bulimia, exercise, I take the bite or the exercise or the laxative, and the laxative or the exercise takes me. And it required such ego reduction because, you know, I'm the great KDG, don't you know? And you know, I um, come from a, um, a, I grew up in a house where, you know, it wasn't where, it wasn't, are you going to college? It's when are you going to college? And to admit that I have no power, no choice or control around food, food, like boxes and bags and laxatives and Ipecac and exercise, like surely you just, don't you know who I am? And, and, and unfortunately, what re was required of me was so much fighting because my ego was so big. And it wasn't until I called a woman in whom the problem had been solved and I was like, help me. Tell me what to do. I have no, I can't, I can't. And um, thank you, God, I don't have to hit those bottoms anymore. You know, like, and I love that this power did not come from me, but it is inside of me. And the whole purpose of these 12 steps is to uncover, discover, and discard everything that's not me. So I stop fighting and I stop relying on me. And as a recovered woman today, like my life is still unmanageable. It is not up to me to start managing my life. And what can be confusing for me in step one is like I stop eating and binging and purging and life starts feeling better. But it's, you know, like I had to crash and burn again and realize, okay, well, I can't be in control of this life. It's, you know, power is control and I don't got it. I don't got it and I don't want to get in the ring ever again. And, um, you know, thank you, God, that we can find a power greater than me. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be defined by me. It doesn't need like some neat, pretty organization like God is. Right, God is, and God will will reveal God's self when I am unblocked. And I'm just so I'm so grateful um, for that surrender. And God willing, I stay surrendered today and and cease fighting anything and anyone because lack of power continues to be my dilemma. And I cannot rely on me. It has to come from God. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Katie G. Richard B., it's your turn, followed by Dorita P. Thank you, Lynn. Good morning, everybody. My name's Richard B., and I'm a grateful recovered compulsive overeater in Cork, Ireland. And it's a cold Cork, Ireland this morning. Uh, bright, but cold. And, um, yeah, i just looking at, um, at that paragraph, and this paragraph applies to me 
specifically this morning, uh, apart from the rest of my life, like, let's not forget that. But um, this morning, um, the, the last couple of weeks, uh, actually, um, we've had various things go wrong in the household that have cost a lot of money, uh, around about 600 euros in the past two weeks. And we have a very low income. And one of them was that we ran out of heating oil uh, too early um, and still owed money to the oil company uh, to pay, you know, we pay every week. And, um, yeah, this, we had a delivery of heating oil last week and the house was lovely and warm. And I got up this morning, it was freezing cold. And I was panicking, wondering if we had a crack in the tank or something like that. And... I, w I was stressing out and I was talking to my, who I call my big sister, my, my best friend in South Carolina this morning. And she um, is going through something similar just in, with her education. And I wasn't trusting God and I was taking the power back myself. And that's something I really have a, a problem with sometimes. Um, that character defect still lingers on. And it was so cold, and I was worrying about, you know, why are we going to have money? To, uh, how are we going to have money to eat? We struggled the last two weeks, blah, 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 blah. And my big sis was saying, you know, you just need to surrender. Um, and I was angry at God this morning uh, because I was trying to control things, and I was looking for the power in me. And I was accusing God of having ego and all kinds of crazy things. And once I surrendered and went out to the boiler and the light was on on the boiler, meaning I just had to press a button. So something had tripped the boiler and that had never happened before. And lo and behold, the heat came on. And for me, uh, what I got out of that was when I, when I surrendered, the solution came. And the problem was answered and the love of God was shown to me. Um, but when I'm trying to control it myself, like I have done in the past with food a lot, um, and trying to put logic to it and trying it this way and that way and the paying ways and the food, you know, don't eat this food that day, but you can eat that another day, but don't combine it with this thing. It's absolutely crazy. And I had sat in OA meetings in the past at 8 p.m. at night or 6 p.m. at night. Please. Okay, I'll wrap it up. Um, having not eaten during the day um, because I've been so confused with whatever new diet book I have bought, um, I'm not sure about how I should be eating. And once I surrendered and found the solution, I realized, yes, I can have the food I need to survive. And that has been shown to me with this program and through a loving higher power. And I will leave it at that. Thank you. Thank you, Richard B. Dorita P., it's your turn, followed by Lauren N. Hi. Uh, thank you so much for your service. Uh, my name is Dorita P. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I'm really grateful to be here. It's a privilege and honor to be at a meeting of Overeaters Anonymous. Everybody, do not get this opportunity for whatever reason, so I'm really grateful I have a seat here. Yeah, talking about the power originating in him. Um, I had no power. And I'm feeling a little down this morning um, because I'm realizing I was listening to, I was listening to all, 
you know, the, both the shares, but I was uh, listening to Katie G talking about ego, and that's kind of where I am now. Um, I, I, um, I don't want to believe that, or I really didn't know that about myself. Uh, in fact, uh, I spent so long or so many years with a very low self-esteem, very low self-esteem. So, um, you know, people in the, you know, past years, people would say, or or uh, they would say, um, well, Dorita, you have a lot of confidence. And, you know, I just, you know, I, I just knew that my confidence, confidence came from my higher power. It wasn't me. Um, but so lately, you know, with this ego, I, I really, really don't believe this ego now that I really think about it. Um, I've been hurt by several people lately. I've been hurt. And so, um, I've been upset, uh, very upset. Um, and so I just think like my ego, um, you know, I'm I'm having this attitude like you know they're doing me wrong you know they're doing me wrong why why me you know I think KG said don't they know who I am um, but I'm just really grateful I'm just really grateful for this program and that um, that I could take a look at me I could take a look at me and, and what I'm doing and not doing um, but I just know you know I had no power but this keeps me humble. You know, because I could not stop eating. I could not stop eating for the life of me. And I know it was a power greater than myself. And I'm uh, I'm due to lead. We call it leading around here or speaking. I'm due to speak tonight. So I really need to get myself together if I'm speaking tonight. Okay, thank you. Take care. And that's my time. Thank you, Dorita P. And just a reminder, we're on page 11. We're sharing on the fourth paragraph, had this power originated in him. And Lauren N., it's your turn, followed by Leah S. Hi, this is everyone. This is Lauren N., uh, compulsive bubble reader, sugar addict from New York. Can you hear me? Yes, thank you. And now we can't. Press star one, Lauren. Ah, I got muted again. Hi, this is Lauren N. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Thank you. Okay. I got beaten down by my illness, my my obsession. I thought this was all in my I thought this was all my body, that I just, that there was no power, that I could, that I had to follow a diet and I just had to be, you know, dieting and dieting and dieting. And I did not think that there was a power greater than myself that could help me live my life today in a much better, healthier way. And thank God I came into these rooms and learned that because. I I absolutely know in my heart that I would be almost 300 pounds again within seconds of my 
of losing weight after bariatric surgery, I know that I would have gained all my weight back and I would have totally screwed my life over. Excuse my language, but wow. Today I'm in recovery over two, over... I just celebrated my 60th birthday, and of course, on your big birthdays, you look back, and I remember what I was like on my 50th birthday 10 years ago, a decade ago. I, was, I had diabetes. I couldn't walk more than five or six steps without having to sit down because I had stenosis of the spine. I was in pain all the time. I couldn't act. I couldn't be around people without wanting to eat all the time. Thank you, God, I found these rooms. And I am recovered today, and I can be around people. I am in a normal body weight. I weigh, I don't have 25 sizes in my closet. I have one, maybe two sizes, because I'm still going down. I, and it's not like trying. I'm just giving my food over and being healthy, happy, joyous, and free. And thank you all for sharing your recovery with me enough so that I could get it too. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Lauren N. And Leah F., it's your turn. Press star one, Leah. I'm so sorry. I was talking to myself. (laughs) Okay, this is Leah S. Recovered in Brooklyn, and I thank you all. Um, Okay, what is the meaning of power? Power is like the ability, the capacity. Um, But, you know, I'll have you all know that I never even raised my hand when I wanted to. What is the ability? What is that power that I'm able to to talk with such uh, confidence about my abstinence and about my growth? Uh, On page XXIX, You know, um, the drunkards, I'm not even talking about Bill or Bob, but everybody, they went to the doctor and they said, you know, doctor, help me. And then in the paragraph, uh, faced with a problem like like a drunkard, you know, and for me, like an overeater. The doctor even, you know, when, when you look for some kind of help or some kind of solution, you know, even the doctor has to come to the, the conclusion that all, it says over here, although he gives all of it, it's not enough. There is something that the power gives. And what is that power? That power has to be outside myself because I don't understand it. I seriously don't understand. I, I I can go past my 
used to be binge food, I can look at stuff that used to make my mouth, bring the saliva to my mouth. And, you know, these things do not interest me. And I'm telling this to you with all sincerity. What is power? That is power through the grace of God, through the grace of God to continue every single day and not even want it. Thank you very much for letting me share. I pass. And thank you, Leah S. The line is now open for sharing on what was just read and I'd like to encourage those who have not shared in the past day or two to uh, share. And please say your name just once as it helps me hear everybody. Who would like to share? Okay, let me tell you who I heard. I'm sorry, I missed quite a number of people, but I have Robin, Raquel E, Anita J. I believe there was a Rob, somebody S, and Kat. Who was the somebody S? Asha S. Asha? Marsha, M-A-R-T-H-A. Marsha. Thank you. And Russ M. Okay, that's our lineup then. Thank you. So, Robin, if we could have your last initial, followed by Raquel. This is Robin DV from South Carolina. And I wanted to share on this paragraph because last Sunday I went to a uh, church picnic and I was very scared. Uh, I wasn't sure how I would do because I knew there would be all kinds of foods there that I probably, you know, would not be that strong around Um, because back on December 14th of 2018, um, I finally admitted to my doctor, I give up, I'm I'm done, you know, I'm just, I, I just give up. And so anyway, later I was introduced to the number for this uh, Vision for You, and I'm so grateful. Uh, I got a sponsor and, uh, you know, shared with her that I was concerned about the picnic. And I just wanted to say that talking about this power, uh, that that the uh, there was a table full of fried, deep-fried meats, and there was a table full of uh, desserts and other kinds of foods that were, you know, not good for me and uh as i told her um i said nobody could have told me two and a half months ago that i could be in a room with all my old lovers on those tables and not be tempted and i was surprised i was pleasantly surprised and i just wanted to tell everybody that if you're out there and you think, oh, this this isn't going to work for me, um, don't give up because there is a power greater than yourself and you will be surprised at what that power can do for you. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Robin D.V. Raquel E., it's your turn, followed by Anita J. Hi. Hello, thank you, moderator. 
this is Raquel E. from Israel. And uh, wow, just so beautiful. I love it that we're doing these three lines and no more because this contains such an important message. Well, Bill, Bill, my poor Bill was bombarded his addiction with everything he had in him, with his brilliant mind, with hospital, with with a loving wife, with with talent for leadership, everything this man had, and he's finally saying, and this was not at all about his power, about his, the, the power that he sees in Abby. And this is so important. You know, I, I think Bill could have also been a playwright because here is the gun in this scene, and it's gonna fire in uh, when we come to um, to the second step proposition. God is either all or he's nothing. What will your, what Rachel? What will your choice be? Do you want to go and eat that other half an apple that was left from yesterday, or do you want God? That's what it comes down to, you know. It hurts, but that evil inclination that uh, is in the world that Dr. Jung speaks about, that, that's, that's how that thing crawled into my life. For somebody else, it's alcohol. For somebody, it's, it's uh, drugs. And for somebody, all these addictions, is just the way that this power for bad has crawled into my life. And any time that I choose God instead of the addiction, uh, I, I, I am on the right track, hopefully. And I went to look up, I didn't set the time, so please time me. Uh, I went back to, I spoke with somebody from program this morning here, and I, I sent her again to, to the promises after step 10. And we have ceased fighting anything, because many people here are trying so hard with, with gray sheet and 90 days and 91 days and God knows what, but they, they never get to these promises. Not after step nine, but after step ten, we've ceased fighting. She says, oh, how are you do? I don't do nothing. God did it for me. I go through this marketplace, and those things are objects for me. Oh, I sure didn't have and don't have the power to do that. And and it's, it's incredible because I'm going through a time where I have to make a decision to go into an assisted living place, and I went yesterday to see a place, and, and you know, it's not the happiest thing for this, arranging for this last scene in, in my life. But um, God was there all the time. And what he wants for me is what counts. And I hope that I can hear his voice loud and clear enough to do the right thing. But the right, the right thing for today, for Time, sure. Please. Yes, I'm wrapping up. The right thing was to turn to you people and be here online to hear all these wonderful sharings. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Raquel E. Anita J., it's your turn, followed by Russ M. Thank you so much. Um, this is Anita J., recovered in Massachusetts. I um, used to do very short shrift to this whole beginning. And that is why I was a chronic relapser. If I didn't really know and understand that there's no more power in me than in this little timer, 
I alone am totally ineffective. And um, why was that so hard? I don't know. I mean, and I, that's another point is I used to think if I understood it all, the desire to eat compulsively would leave me because there'd be no need for it. That is one of the lies I told myself. And, you know, before I could come to understanding that there's no more power in me than in an apple, which has tremendous power over me, by the way, um, until, until I could really face that, I didn't stand a chance. And why, why did it take, you know, I mean, I don't like to keep raising up vision for you, but it was listening in my kitchen to this whole beginning. And it started when I first dialed in, you were in the doctor's opinion, and then moving into Bill's story. And I knew when this step one piece was done, I knew, Anita, you have no more power. But there's a happy solution to this, and that is there is power there waiting for you. All you got to do is ask. Ask and follow. Ask and follow. And uh, as they say later in the book, God doesn't make too hard a bargain. You know, the road is wide, and, you know, so what is the fear? Take a chance. So funny, all the things I should have been afraid to do, I didn't. I wasn't afraid. But this, this is serious. But it's the greatest decision I ever made. Uh, I can't believe it took this long, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I hope everyone else, too, can see that it may seem scary, but then the power is within, as someone else said. It's in there. It was, I couldn't untap it. It was covered in ice cream and apples and a million other things. But there it is, clean and healthy now, and I'm a very grateful woman. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Anita J. Russ M., it's your turn, followed by Marsha S. Press star one, Russ. Okay, I guess we don't have Russ. Maybe we've lost him. Marsha, are you there? Marsha S. Yes, thank you. This is Martha S. and Sam, newly recovered and grateful in upstate New York. Um, I just want to describe what it felt like for me to be powerless in my relapse in October. It says there had been no more power in him than there was in me at that minute, and this was none at all. don't know if anyone else out there can relate, but I'll share my story there. Um, I was feeling sick and uh, had taken a long nap, and when I woke up I was groggy and I didn't feel like eating the planned snack on my food plan, and so I grabbed a bag of chips that were on top of the refrigerator. I had really no power in me to not do that, to um, uh, to to stop and pause and ask for guidance. I 
I guess there had been there were some uh, issues, resentments, and fears that I hadn't uh, done the step work on uh, the weeks leading up to that moment in that minute. Um, so in a moment uh, of uh, being off guard, as the big book says, um, somewhere, I reached for a snack that wasn't on my food plan, thinking that I could control the amount, right? And my, my thinking can get me in trouble. And then I couldn't control the amount that triggered the allergy of the body, finished the whole bag, and I went looking for more things to eat. And I almost ended up eating... Um, a whole jar of something with sugar in it and um, something stopped me from doing that. But I was starting to go through the house looking for things to eat. So how quickly, after two years of of what I thought was recovery, how quickly I could lose my uh, ability to stay out of the food, right? So I was powerless. That really brought home step one for me. It wasn't it wasn't something that went on for days and days or weeks or months. It was just one time, and then uh, the next day I did have some more chips, but it wasn't like binging. For me, powerlessness did not look like, you know, weeks and months. So it's different for different people. But it was very clearly a relapse, very clearly powerless over, over the food and over my thinking. So now... In, in new recovery in steps 10, 11, and 12, um, I just need to continue to live in 10, 11, and 12 and every day um, be honest about what I'm feeling and thinking and do 10 steps and, and connect with my God squad and connect with my higher power every day. Because every day is just a reprieve one day at a time. And... Um, and that's the only way I'm going to have power to stay out of the food. But it's a very, it's a very strong power. And I'm really grateful for the fellowship and the meeting. Thank you for the chance to share. And I'm going to pass. Thank you. Thank you, Marcia S. And Kat, if we could have your last initial, please. It's your turn. Hi, this is Kat C. from New York, recovered, um, compulsive overeater. And, um, you know, I think I've been exposed and was exposed to people who had a power going through them that, um, you know, that brought them recovery. Um, It didn't take just one person. I've had, I think, several um, Ebby Thatchers and... Um, but it wasn't until I went to a convention, um, uh, a Vision for You convention, that I I saw more than an occasional person who was recovered. I saw rooms and rooms of people who were uh, who were free and who were recovered, and so. Um, so something changed in me. It wasn't just an occasional special person in OA that could get recovered. It was any of us. It was all of us. And that helped me to um, take sort of a step two. Like I came to believe that it could happen for me. And then it was safe for me to admit my powerlessness before then, I was too afraid to admit it. So, um, 
So that made a real difference for me, and I worked with a, a recovered sponsor and, um, you know, was free of the compulsion for about a year, and I relapsed, and I had a savage relapse um, that lasted um, for months, and um and then I became, I recognized my powerlessness enough to do everything that was required in the steps in 10, 11, and 12, and to become entirely abstinent, um, which was really essential. I had been so close to entirely abstinent, but, you know, I just kept the grapes uh, as an option in case I needed to take the edge off and um, little things like that, and until I was entirely willing to give all of the options of food for mood change, um, I couldn't really be abstinent. Um, but, you know, that's where I am now. I'm doing everything I need to do for 10, 11, and 12, and remaining entirely abstinent, and um, am entirely free of the compulsion. Uh, I'm really grateful to, for that. Thank you so much. My pass. Thank you, Kat C. We have time for three, maybe four uh, shares. So if you have not shared in the past day or two, please say your name just once and we'll try and get you on. Maggie A. Kelly. Well, Sam. Lane C. Leah M. Okay, I've got Maggie A. Is that Kelly S? Yes. Russ M, Leah M, and there was somebody else? Bobby. Bobby, okay. We have about nine minutes, so if we all took two minutes, I could get everybody on. So Maggie A, please go ahead. Good morning, this is Maggie A from Western New York. Maggie with a Y. Um, uh, I when I came into the program, I was looking for a diet and 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 um, and group support, which is what I got. And what that got me was two years of a really good diet, and the group support was good enough to help me stay abstinent. But if that was all that was needed, I would not have been gone on my way. But what went on was a 14-year relapse. Um, and what had to happen was. Uh, entire psychic change and I think that's what Bill saw in front of him when he said had the power originated in this person who was sitting across from him and it was obvious that it hadn't that it had to have come from somewhere else so as long as I was dieting with group support I was still working you know functioning with what my mind could give me with self-knowledge with understanding I had a disease and all of that but it just wasn't enough. It wasn't until I followed this program the way it is written in the book after listening to the vision program and uh, phone call and, and getting a vision sponsor and really coming to terms with the fact that there is no power in this mind that created the problem, that created this blank spot. This is where it all happens, the blank state and all that. It takes place in my mind. And if I am only reliant on that, on my reasoning, then I ultimately end up back in relapse. 
So what is necessary for me and I, what I've learned is an entire psychic change and a recognition that this power doesn't come from what I can reason or what I, I can think. It is a deeper, it is a higher power. And however one defines it, it is not my thinking. And in that state of mind, in that way of functioning, I I can rely on something other than what I can think of. And that has, for the last two years, I've had neutrality and um, abstinence. And that's just the little piece of it. The bigger piece of it is this amazing life, this life of surrender, of acceptance, of stepping into each moment, not figuring out what I need to do, but accepting that I'm being led, I'm being directed, and there is power greater than myself that's at work. And that's all I have to share, and I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Maggie A. Kelly S., it's your turn, followed by Russ M., Thank you so much for your service. It's Kelly S. Recovered in Oklahoma. Um, so had this power originated in him, obviously had not. There'd been no power in him more than there was in me at that moment. So first of all, you know, I listened to you guys and I heard people who've been around these rooms for decades like me who shared their powerlessness. And now they had neutrality with food. They were working this program. And I'm like, you know, these people were doing it. So I kept listening. Even though I still felt like I was hopeless, I kept listening because I heard people who were telling my story, you know, and that's what this is about. You know, we have to share this. I heard this. I kept listening. Right. And then finally got willing to do the work. And then I, when I read this, it was like, um, had this power originated in me, obviously had not. I mean, like, seriously, I am freaking out that I have almost four years of back-to-back abstinence with neutrality. I am 56 years old. I came into these rooms when I was 16. Then when I was 20, I've been here forever. I thought I had done everything. I, 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 right? And so I've lost my weight many times, but I have never maintained a normal body weight in my life. Coming up on four years of that neutrality, working these steps, learning to do life different, actually pausing before I react at times, making less and less amends. Is this me? Oh my God, no, this is totally not me. I mean, if you guys know me, I'm reactive. I'm, an, I'm a drama addict. I'm not saying I'll still get into that, but the fact that my life is like it is today, totally, absolutely, completely is not me. This is God working. So I'm sharing this story because people shared it before me. And I'm telling you guys, if you're hopeless, there is a higher power. And for me, it's God. God is doing for me what I could have never, ever, ever done for myself. I tried. I ran out. I hit my knees. I surrendered. I'm working this program, and it works. Glad to be here. Thanks. Thank you, Kelly S. Russ M., it's your turn, followed by Leah M. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning, fellows. Russ M., recover compulsive overeater outside of Philly. Anything good in my life, anything I have that is good, gift, talent, situation in life, is from God. Anything I took on my own willpower, my own accord, you know, my ego and my own power was utter failure, misery, pain, confusion, and chaos. You know, after hearing these these lines and everybody's beautiful shares. It's like, you know, if you want to be powerful, you got to concede power. You know, I'm not the biggest cliche guy, but that came on over my in my heart when I'm listening today. It's like, 
You know, you got to surrender. I have to do that every day. We all have to do it. It's more than the food and life in general. When I take my will back and I believe in Russ, we're in trouble. It's going to be a huge train wreck. So, you know, I can never forget it, and I do forget it. And I can get into the poor me's and all that jazz. But uh, anything I have good is from God. I had nothing to do with it. I might even, even doing the work, even doing the work, when I'm in my own will doing the work, I still have nothing. It's, gotta, it's total surrender. So love you guys. Have a beautiful day. Hope I made a little sense. <laughs> Thank you, Russ M. Leah M., it's your turn, followed by Bobby. Thank you very much. There had been no more power in him than there was in me at that minute, and this was none at all. It just reminds me of, you know, being crushed by this illness. Um, My experience has been with myself and in working with others that if I don't admit complete defeat, 100% powerlessness, personal powerlessness, thinking that I have the power, then I block off anything that could help me (laughs) because I don't need a power greater than myself because I have me as a power greater than myself. That's how my disease functions. But when I was crushed by this illness, um, you know, through pain, not through virtue, (laughs) through pain, it became extremely clear through searing pain that Anything that came from my own resources, my will, my effort, uh, my self-knowledge, any goals that I, you know, decided upon, philosophy of life or good intentions was not going to solve this problem of compulsive overeating. It was greater power than me. My human resources failed me utterly. You know, when you're being chased by a gun, it's not the love of running that drives you. It's pain. And, and food was a great persuader. You know, almost powerlessness, almost powerless is as good as almost recovered. It ain't going to cut it. I experienced God, who I did not know, had never met, really hadn't been uh, introduced to, when my resistance stopped. I like to say that, my, that God came in through my wounds. It came in through my wounds. It wasn't an intellectual decision. Steps one and two are conclusions of the mind. Conclusions of my mind, great pain, great desperation, led me to fall into the arms of whoever would take me. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Leah M. And Bobby, I am sorry we have run out of time, but hopefully you can stay around for the second hour. Thank you to everyone who shared, and thank you to Team Thursday, Toby K, Mary G, Maura Z, Katie G, Naomi B, Reva P, and Deanna B. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, Thursday, February the 28th, the 7 a.m. meeting is one two. 601. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Katie G please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning, Lynn. Thanks everyone for a great meeting. 
A Vision for You, Big Book, page 164. <clears throat> Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.